0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of Creating Geeks, a parenting podcast of great responsibility. This is a production of The Chippa Made This, um, where you can also find the Chipman Brothers Tangent. Um, I'm Chris Chipman, also The Chippa, um, as I hope to be known and am known. And this is my wife, Sarah. Hi. As we stated in our first episode, which I hope you've listened to, the idea of this is that we are children of the eighties and nineties. We're parents. We have children a children of the corn. Children
1: of the corn. I also have to say whenever you say Chippa made this, I hear that eighties thing. I made this.
0: <laughs> nice. Or
1: whatever that's from. from um some TV thingy. Anywho,
0: we have a twenty month old daughter, um, which will be referred to as A on here forever. Um and uh
1: Maybe B, maybe C. Yeah, exactly.
0: Mostly A. Mostly A. And the the idea of this is that, you know, we've got some things from our childhood that helped form us that we're really geeky about or just uh, really enjoyed. And we're revisiting them often through Netflix or through um, DVD purchases. And the idea is what it meant to us as kids um, and if it's appropriate or how it should be uh, brought out to our kids growing up, if it's even worthy of being used to be part of their formative years and their geek childhood. So there you go. Um, On this episode, we decided to look into Bob Ross or in more in particular, the joy of painting hosted by Bob Ross. Um, I just feel that, uh, you know, this show was on PBS when we were younger and uh, it's just amazing. And all of it or a large portion of it is back on Netflix. And so um, he was just always such an interesting guy and, So nice to watch and so calming and um, we thought it would just be a great subject for our second podcast. So with that, give you some background information on Bob Ross himself because he was super interesting, the big Afro wearing painter that he was. And um, then we'll talk about the show and go into the format of the podcast. So, um, information about Bob Ross, full name, Robert Norman Ross. He lived uh, October 29th, 1942 to July 4th, 1995. He was an American painter, art and structure, and television host. He was the creator and host of The Joy of Painting, which we'll be talking about today, an instructional television program that aired from 1983 to 1994 on PBS in the United States and also in Canada, Latin America, and Europe. He had a soft voice and he and a huge permed afro. Ross went from being a television personality in the nineteen eighties and nineteen nineties to an Internet celebrity popular with fans on YouTube and many other websites.
1: Ross enlisted in the United States Air Force in nineteen sixty one at eighteen years old and served as a medical records technician. He eventually rose to the rank of Master Sergeant and served as the first sergeant of the US Air Force Clinic at Ellison Air Force Base in Alaska, where he first saw snow and mountains that later became recurring themes in his artwork. He developed his quick painting technique to create art for sale during brief day daily work breaks. Having held military positions that required him to be, in his own words, tough and mean, the guy who makes you scrub the latrine, the guy who makes you make your bed, the guy who screams at you for being late to work, Ross decided that if he ever left the military, he would never scream again.
0: That's awesome. Um, Ross used the wet on wet oil painting technique, in which the painter continues adding paint on top of still wet paint, rather than waiting a lengthy amount of time to allow each layer of paint to dry. From the beginning, the program kept the selection of tools and colors simple, so the viewers would not have to make large investments in inexpensive equipment. It was like the first YouTube how-to video before those existed. Ross frequently recommended odorless paint thinner, aka odorless mineral spirits for brush cleaning. Combining the wet painting method with the use of large one and two inch brushes, as well as painting knives, allowed Ross to paint trees, clouds, mountains, and water in a matter of seconds. Each painting would start with simple strokes that appeared as nothing more than a smudge of color. As he added more and more strokes, the blotches would transform into intricate landscapes.
1: Ross Ross created three versions of each painting for each episode of his show. The first was painted prior to taping, and sat on an easel off-camera during taping where Ross used it as a template to create the second copy, the one viewers actually watched him paint. After taping the episode, Ross painted a third, more detailed version for inclusion in his instructional books.
0: Ross was well known for the catchphrases he used while painting, such as happy little trees. In most episodes of The Joy of Painting, Ross would note that one of his favorite parts of painting was cleaning the brush. Specifically, he was fond of his method of drying off the brush as he dipped an odorless thinner by striking it against the thinner can, then striking a box for early seasons, a trash can for later seasons. Occasionally he would strike the brush hard on the trash can and say, hit the bucket, an easel. He would smile and often laugh as he said to beat the bu- uh, beat the devil out of it. He also used a palette that had been lightly sanded down, which was necessary to avoid catching the reflections of the strong studio lighting.
1: When asked about his laid back approach and his calm and content demeanor, he commented, I got a letter from somebody here a while back, and they said, Bob, everything in your world seems to be happy, that's for sure. That's why I paint, it's because I can create the kind of world I want, and I can make this world as happy as I want it. Shoot, if you want bad stuff, watch the news.
0: How true is that? Jesus. Um the landscapes he painted typically mountains, lakes, snow and log cabin scenes was strongly influenced by his years living in Alaska, which he was stationed for the majority of his Air Force career. He repeatedly stated um, the show his beliefs that everyone had inherent artistic talent and could become an accomplished artist given time, practice, and encouragement. And to this end was often fond of saying, we don't make mistakes, we just have happy accidents. In 2014, the blog 538 conducted a statistical analysis of three of the 381 episodes in which Ross painted live, concluding that 91% Percent of Ross's paintings contained at least one tree. Forty-four percent included clouds. Thirty-nine percent included mountains, and thirty-four percent included mountain lakes. By his own estimation, Ross completed more than thirty thousand paintings in his lifetime.
1: The Joy of Painting is an American half-hour instructional television show hosted by painter Bob Ross, which ran from January 11th 1983, until May 17, 1994. In each episode, Ross taught techniques for landscape oil painting. Completing a painting in each session, the program followed the same format as its predecessor, The Magic of Oil Painting, hosted by Bob Ross's mentor, Bill Alexander.
0: Awesome. So, thank you, Wikipedia.
1: Um, There was also a fun fact about his afro. That didn't he do the perm to not have to take care of his hair so much? That's right. And then when he wanted to get rid of it, it became his iconic thing and he couldn't. And then he was mad.
0: Exactly. I think his son also had an afro too, if kind I of. recall, that used to host the his show. His son looked
1: very 70s.
0: They both looked very 70s, um, even though this was in the early. So um, initial experience, um, as we said, this was on PBS. Um, for anyone that was a child of the 80s and watched PBS, you know, there was Sesame Street. There was Mr. Rogers. And there was the joy of painting, and um, I would catch it often. My my remembrance catching it was at my grandparents' house. i um, in Lynn, Massachusetts, and uh, we'd sit there in the den, as it were called. And um, you know, we'd be there. Uh, my mom was either off doing errands or. Um, had work, but um, when she was a visiting nurse later on, and we'd sit there with my grandmother, and my grandmother always had PBS on, and this was a weird show because you know the the Mister Rogers was geared towards children, Sesame Street was geared towards children, Bob Ross was geared towards education, and to me, even seeing that as a child, it's like this should have been boring. This is school, you know what I mean? This is this is learning, and it was captivating. You couldn't help but watch and. It, happy little trees and happy accidents and everything else. The guy, he, he just set you in a catatonic trance of calmness when he was on screen. And, um, I, I just loved it as a child and it was a constant and didn't really think much of it until I was older. And, you know, and it comes up in popular culture, whether in family guy jokes or Halloween costumes or this or that, but This was truly an odd thing. It was an educational show being made for public television that the whole point was just to teach you how to do a specific thing. And I mean, I I just was enamored by it then and um, still love it now. How about you, Sarah?
1: Um, I watched it with my family. We actually watched a good amount of random PBS shows. There was a couple of cooking shows, Bob Ross, um... It was some comic lady that had a joke about good scissors that resonated with my family that we watched. But I can remember sitting in my dad's armchair with him and we'd all be watching Bob Ross and he'd always joke around about the happy little trees and it was always a you know a family joke growing up and I always remembered Bob Ross and I had fun watching it. It was, it, like Chris said, he's very calming, relaxing and we stumbled upon it on Netflix and just started actually watching it to watch him paint and we'll put it on, you know, something calming to watch at night in bed. If you can't sleep back in February, I had the stomach bug really bad. It kicked in at like nine at night and, you know, trying to go to bed. I just put on Bob Ross as something calming to try to help me relax and, and fall asleep. Cause I felt so crappy.
0: And, uh, you know, as we talked about on the other podcasts and it'll probably <laughs> come up, you know, it won't just be TV shows, but you know, that's what we're starting with, you know, thank you to Netflix for giving this back to the world. I, I mean, uh, like I said, you know, it becomes a joke in popular culture, the Bob Ross thing. He's become
1: like a cult He's following. become a... He
0: has a huge cult, cult following. He's like a
1: pop culture thing with a cult. But it's a fun cult.
0: It's a happy cult with happy little trees.
1: Yeah,
0: happy cult. Um <laughs> And, you know, we, we joke, but, you know, that he... Little, little things that... Well, Or an attention to detail that, you know, okay, so you have someone telling you how to do something. They might gloat about how great they are. And, you know, or you you find like a musician online that shows you got to play something real complex and is condescending by saying this is simple and you should just know how to do it. Bob Ross... I mean, I haven't tried to actually paint any of his paintings, but after watching an episode, I want to go and create. He makes it seem like the hardest things are simple. He makes it seem like if you make a mistake, it's not a mistake. It's just a happy accident. We're going to turn it into something else. What better thing would you want for motivation or a teacher? Imagine having a professor or a parent that could just communicate to you that way. I think that, you know, that speaks to a child that speaks to an adult that speaks to um um a grandparent y- y- you know what i mean and um, you know with that at the beginning of every episode while he started teaching he would tell you all the colors he used there wasn't anything being hidden he was using house painting brushes for christ's sakes to to paint these things oh yeah paintings. the big
1: brushes and the fan brush and it was there was repetitionally <laughs> like he'd always tell you if he treated the canvas with liquid white or liquid clear or liquid black or black gesso Right, he wasn't hiding
0: anything from you there wasn't like a technique that was um proprietary that he was trying to hold over your head or to get i mean the guy wasn't selling anything eventually he sold you know paint colors and painting kits and and vhs tapes and dvds but the point wasn't to make a buck off of you the point was to um harness and nurture your creativity
1: and he always says you know but you do whatever you like you use the colors you like you use your you don't have to do exactly what he's doing he's saying it's Art, do your own thing if you want.
0: And, you know, the, the colors, I, I took down a list of them just because the way he said them was so iconic. But, you know, you have your alizarin crimson and your bright red and your cadmium yellow and your dark sienna and your indian yellow and your midnight black and your thalo blue and thalo green and prussian blue and sap green and van dyke brown, yellow ochre, and our favorite titanium, titanium. white. <laughs>
1: <laughs> crimson. i always i always liked yellow ochre how's the other one i always liked alzarian crimson
0: and you know uh, a current trend and i was
1: always sad if i missed the beginning of it with him saying the cause i was still, like i had to rewind it and watch that part I, and,
0: ever. and i always like how he'd poke fun at the cheesy blue screened opening with him like making the painting with a giant roller yeah. and he'd go our little painter guy do you like him at the beginning they were trying something new <laughs> yeah, and he would always call out it would be like you know a local like band you'd see it like an open mic night or something he'd always call out all his producers and say oh, how great his cameramen were we and how good his on, crew like, he'd have
1: like home videos of him playing with like pet squirrels or something yeah it, it, like
0: the guy was just so interesting like he had pet squirrels and, and he'd, he'd say oh you know this part's a little complicated and you get the gist of what I'm doing here so instead here's a video of me playing with my pet squirrels <laughs> the guy was just... He was eccentric, but in that non-creepy way.
1: And he had his son on one time, too. A to, bunch
0: of times, I you think. You know,
1: because he taught his son to paint. So he had a son on, his son did a painting. And they're pretty similar.
0: And, uh, it, you know, so we recently had a birthday party for Sarah here at the house and did something. I'm
1: really old now. He,
0: he reminded me, it reminded me of um, Bob Ross, but um, there's a thing going on. It's big thing right now with paint nights you go to a bar and, you know, someone teaches you how to do something that you might not think you'd know how to do. And yeah, this used to exist. You know, couples could go to painting classes, cooking classes, you know, you go and do something, but there's something unique about the camaraderie of, and I think Bob Ross would have loved this, that it's people sitting around doing something that's considered to be a bit more of, I wouldn't say a time waster, but you know, oh, I'm going out at the end of the day because I had a rough day and having some drinks with my friends. But Kinda of like with trivia nights, you're doing something collectively that is creative. And Sarah went to one of these for a bachelorette party. And tell tell me how this ended up going down. That's I how- did
1: one a couple years ago with my sister. Um, it was at a restaurant called Acapulco's. They have a function room and you in the function room and you can order drinks and food. We ate beforehand because you don't get a lot of space, so a drink makes sense to have. there, but trying to fit a plate of food. But Anyway, so they give you your easel. You get your colors, some brushes, and your cup of water. And they instruct you step by step. So a lot of it, the first two I did, there's a lot of background shading. So they're just telling you how to do the shading. And you go in and you see the painting you're going to paint. And you're like, shit, I can't paint that. Are they on crack? And you look at it, you're like, there's no way. But then you do it. You, once you start getting into each brush stroke and stuff, it's like, oh that's not that hard. So the first one I made was a beach scene, and then a couple weeks ago, my friend, one of my best friends is getting married, and they did a private one in a restaurant for the the eight of us, and it was another kind of beach scene, um, actually, like, this one, this is the best one of the three that I've done, but it's another beach scene, and it was another one that I'm like, I can't paint that, are they all right? And it's another one where they just, you know, um, guide you stroke by stroke, and, and the same stuff he says about, make it your own, and You don't have to do exactly what I'm doing or use the exact colors. And you can do a completely different painting if you want to. So then we did one for my birthday this past Saturday. I had the same woman that did the bachelorette party come to the house and do it. And there was just – it was so much fun to have 11 people, you know, 10 of my favorite people sitting at a table, having drinks, painting, and having a good time.
0: And there were people that weren't even painting that were coming in and watching. And it was great because they got to see – the comments we kept getting is everybody's looks completely different and we were all making the same painting, but everybody's unique approach or happy accident that you had to change and turn into something else um, turned into your piece and of art.
1: I started mine and I made, I was making the water cause we did fireworks over water and I was trying to do the, the lighting in my water and I completely botched it and it looked horrible. And I just kept playing around with the paints and I figured it out and I fixed it. and Now it looks great. I don't have the big chunks of paint that I had.
0: Bob Ross would have been proud.
1: Yes. I did not have a mistake, I had a happy accident because I fixed it.
0: Fantastic. And so um so you know
1: and, and it's sad because there's nothing in the Smithsonian for him. Like there's but one of Mr. Rogers. There's sweaters. a ton of stuff in the Smithsonian. I think there's like a big bird costume. But nothing of Bob Ross. The hell. That needs to, be, there needs to be a petition. Does PBS have its
0: own version of the Smithsonian? No, because Big Bird's in the Smithsonian. And so, so is so, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, okay.
1: And I think one of Sherry Lewis's Lamb Shop Puppets. If I'm not mistaken. Interesting. I need to go to the Smithsonian.
0: Yeah, you do. So so we'll, maybe we'll do a podcast on this about taking our daughter to the Smithsonian at some point. But, okay. So now we've talked about our revisiting of Bob Ross and the Joy of Painting, which um, is wonderful. So... Next are thoughts on showing it to our kids. Now, in the last one, and in a lot of these, we'll talk about age appropriateness and conversations you have to have beforehand. But, you know, like like almost like a great uncle or, or family member that your child might have, there's nothing I'd be afraid I, about showing my kid Bob Ross. and there's Other nothing...
1: than them wanting to paint and then making a big mess when you look
0: Right. <laughs> there's nothing societally weird. He didn't really mention a lot of negative things going on in society at the time or state of the world or controversial it was just a happy guy painting so in my opinion i can't i can't wait for my daughter to be able to comprehend bob ross
1: i mean again i have we've had it on and i swear to god we don't just plunk her in front of the tv we just have it on random appropriate things when she's on mostly it used to be mickey mouse but i hijacked it with jeff i'll be honest but i swear she's not plunked in front of the tv it's just stuff is on in the background and she watches it with us because she, all she knows is music and bright, flashy colors on the screen.
0: <laughs> Indeed. So, you know, went back, you know, talking about this was an educational show. It was meant to harness creativity. And, you know, we call this show Creating Geeks. And as a parent, you want every chance you can get to just nurture your child with what whatever they want to be. You know what I mean if if they if they want to be into sports that's fine sports are geeky I don't care what you say people that do fantasy football it's just their version of Dungeons and Dragons right geek being a geek is being passionate about something Um, and so what can your kid learn from Bob Ross this is something that you know should be the most boring thing in the entire world it's an instructional video and he. He shows you his pets, he talks about his family life, he brings his kids on and he makes you understand that for everything you do in life it's all about just keep trying and making it your own. And this isn't that everybody gets a trophy or some dumb thing that you're going to attack like that. It's that what you are into and what you are interested in cannot be wrong because it's you. And I think that's a great thing to teach well, with your
1: kids. There's no right and wrong anyway. So, exactly, you, know, you really can't even do the whole you know participation trophy thing because he's just saying he's reminding you this is art. It's your thing. You make it what you want,
0: and get out there and do it, you and know, keep doing there's,
1: it. There's you can't say you're good at art or bad at art because art is subjective.
0: And, and even if you your kid know? isn't interested in painting, the lessons the lessons you could learn from his approach to life and his approach to how he instructs and just the to me, hell, you come home and you're stressed from work, you put Bob Ross on, you're not going to be stressed anymore.
1: I imagine a lot of people smoke pot and watch Bob
0: Ross. I imagine Bob Ross was smoking a lot of pot.
1: I, I was going to say that, but <laughs> I, I didn't want to get into that on a podcast about things you can show your kids. He never mentions it. And he doesn't look pot, you know, strung out on
0: he, pot. He looks like Ben or Jerry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love Ben and Jerry's ice cream. That's just... I mean, he doesn't look like he's all, you know, on pot or anything, but that's just one of those, like, Netflix and chill, Bob Ross and smoke. We don't advocate smoking pot. We do not smoke pot.
0: We have friends that do, though, and they're awesome. Whatever. So, whatever to, all, about. to all who do everything. Um. So I'll uh, drink
1: a beer and watch Bob Ross.
0: So, like like we've done on the other ones, then, um with Bob Ross, uh, is there anything now on TV, on YouTube, or whatever, that's in a similar vein? And P, please chime in, comment on our YouTube channel. Uh, the, the Chippa made this, um, and um, if you can think of well, something, I think but the whole we'll...
1: YouTube DIY videos and Et- not Etsy, but um, Pinterest is kind of now that thing with you know. There's a YouTube <sighs> video for pretty much anything you want to do.
0: Well, would you? I mean, the but kind it's... of the kind of cooking show empire well, has kind of yeah, gone in that direction, but they're cooking. all reality TV now. Yeah. But but like the Food emerald Network. the Emerald Legacy kind of thing back when or or Yan can cook. Or the, maybe the people that do home renovations. Well there's
1: Facebook. There's a lot of DYI arts and craftsy Facebook pages that have the videos that you can just watch that show you how to make different crafts.
0: And I guess that's in, in the same vein, kind of but same. I, I don't know if they're trying to enrich But like, you don't
1: see a person, there's no human
0: but um, again, act But again with Bob said in quotes. With Bob Ross's show, The Joy of Painting, it wasn't like if you watched that show and never picked up a paintbrush in your life, I think he was happy because he was inspiring you to just be inspired by yeah. his, his approach to things. So yeah, there's a thousand things to, to do a thousand different types of things. But I think, it, is there something that inspires you to just want to be creative?
1: Yeah. When I we watched Bob Rushmore, I was like, Dan, now you want to go get paints and paint something. It makes you want to, like, go buy all the paint supplies and, like, paint.
0: I guess this is going to be an an interesting change because, you know, Bob Ross, yeah, he was making a television show, so he wanted money. But we talked about Gem and the Holograms and the last thing of being a show that was about merchandising, like Transformers and everything else. But an interesting play on that to inspire children to be creative would be what Lego has done. Lego made the Lego movie. Which is inspiring kids to be creative and be out there, and be yourself, but also by doing it is selling a bunch of product. But
1: that kind of fills yeah, but that, that same product is is to is to be creative. Creativity. Now they're doing exactly. a lot of marketing to girls. Exactly that Legos aren't just for boys,
0: which which is really interesting. Which so because
1: like, our daughter has a huge collection of Duplo and I actually really likes playing with them, I eat chewing them.
0: So. I don't think we have much more to say about The Joy of Painting because it's just so awesome. But if you've never experienced it, if you're a parent now and you've never seen it before, it's on Netflix, Bob Ross, give it a search. Watch this with your kids. Watch this yourself. Paint together if you're artistic or if you're not. Let it cultivate and inspire something else they're into, whether it's music, whether it's video games, whether it's going outside and building forts, whether it's chalk painting on the ground be creative, let Bob Ross not be forgotten in what he was trying to do. So with that, this has been um, Creating Geeks, a podcast of great responsibility. I'm Chris.
1: I'm Sarah.
0: If you have any comments about what we're doing, any topic ideas, or anything else you just want to tell us, go to our YouTube page at the Chippa Made This. Again, you can also find the Chipman Brothers Tangent on there, which I do with Movie Bob. And like we always like to say,
1: there's no shame in being a geek, no matter how old you are.
0: Have a great day.